welcome to another episode of Relatable Enigma. I am Erica Enigma. I hope you guys are doing well at the time that you are listening to this. Once again, as I say in, or as I will say in many of my episodes, please disregard any background noise or chatter. I love to sit outside and so that is where I am in this moment. So you may hear cars, you know, loud motors, ambulances, whatever. You know, it's just the background. So either way, um, today I'm going to touch on um, something that I've really been wanting to speak about for quite some time now, which is um, sexual abuse. And not just sexual abuse, but the fact that there's one of those loud motors, <laughs> um, but the fact that sexual abuse is something that um, is covered up a lot, and I'm going to use the black community as an example because that is my community, and in my experience, I've spoken to a lot of um women you know just being around women girls of all different ages a lot of black women have been sexually abused by family members friends um and i was really shocked to learn that it happened so much you know and um a lot of women carry that burden a lot of women come from families who have really like covered that up, you know, um, and it's not addressed as it should be. I know that there are a lot of situations where family members know, like they will tell you, you know, stay away from Uncle John per se, right? Because they know that he is a pervert. But why isn't anyone doing anything about Uncle John? You know, and in some cases, they won't even warn you about him. You know, they'll just try to watch, maybe like keep watch over you. And honestly, even in some instances, they won't. They just let you be prey, right? Um, and so there's a scripture in the Bible. For those of you who read the Bible, even if you don't, this is still a point of reference. Um, because I read this a long time ago and when I read it I was like what the fuck like ain't this some shit this is the type of shit that I be talking about like this is the bullshit that happens oh so often okay so the story is in the second book of Samuel chapter 13 and it begins like in the beginning of chapter 13 um so if any of you who read the Bible if you're familiar with David David had a son named Amnon. He also had a son named Absalom. And he had a daughter named Tamar. Okay, so Amnon became enthralled with Tamar. He began to lust after her, his own sister, right? So he pretended to be sick. 
Tamar, being the, you know, nice young lady she is, okay, my brother is sick, I'm going to go and tend to him. She went to Amnon to take care of him, feed him, and while she was there, trying to help him, cure him, bring him back to good health, he chose to rape her, okay? Um, he began to make advances at her. She became afraid. She tried to tell him to stop. No, please don't do this. If you don't do this, you know, I won't tell anyone. But he wanted her so bad, okay? He would not take no for an answer, and he raped her. Tamar went to her brother David. I'm sorry, excuse me, to her brother Absalom. And she told him what happened. He asked because she was, you know acting different he could tell something was wrong and he asked and he asked because he knew Amnon wanted her because Amnon had expressed his interest into Tamar he told this to Absalom okay so Absalom knew that she was going over to tend to Amnon and when she returned she didn't seem the same so he asked did Ab did Abnon um be with you? You know how they spoke back then. Did he did he be with you? Meaning did he have sex with you? <sighs> she told him what happened. <laughs> and Absalom said basically he said, Be quiet. Don't tell anyone for them that's your brother. Don't take it personal. Excuse me? don't take it personal really um later on in the story Tamar or excuse me somehow David finds out I don't remember if Tamar told him or if Absalom told him but even David's response was oh you know no big deal you know just get over it basically Later on, though, Absalom does get vengeance for Tamar. He kills Amnon um, because of what he did. But the thing is, he told Tamar to be quiet, not to tell anyone. For, you know, it's not a big deal. And the scripture says um, that after Absalom told her that, it says, And Tamar lived in her brother Absalom's house, a desolate woman. And when King David heard of all this, he was furious, and Absalom never said a word to Amnon, either good or bad. He hated Amnon because he disgraced his sister Tamar. Now, it's kind of like a contradiction because you're telling me to be quiet. You're telling me not to, you know, take it to heart. But you're furious. You're highly upset, you know. So I guess, you know, Absalom, he, he wanted to seek vengeance. He's like, okay, well, don't make no noise about it because he knew in his heart that he was going to handle it. But nevertheless, this is a broken woman. It says that she was desolate desolate means that it's empty there's nothing there if it's a desolate location it's nothing there it's no property there it may not even be any grass on the ground it's desolate so if a person is desolate 
that means they're empty it's nothing so if you've ever been sexually abused or if you've spoken to someone who's been sexually abused and they have expressed to you how they felt i'm pretty sure that they can or you can relate with being desolate feeling desolate it's like you have no hope where do you go what do you do your whole life has been changed because you have been violated and taking this back to the black community and i understand it happens in all communities i'm well aware of that i've seen it i know but like i said being that i'm a part of the black community i'll speak there um I have witnessed situations where, you know, um, a woman, a girl, even a boy has been sexually violated by a loved one, a family friend, and nothing is done about it. Um, the victim may not be believed. People may think they're lying or they would just sweep it under the rug. And the abuser is never held accountable for that. And that is something that is very dangerous. Um, if you've ever watched the movie, The Color Purple, the character Celie, um, she was repeatedly raped by her father. Her sister as well was repeatedly raped by her father. And I believe it was Celie who said, um, she said, a girl isn't safe in a family full of men. Okay. And so, wow, that's a really, really strong statement to make. A girl isn't safe in a family full of men. Why? Why isn't a girl safe in a family full of men? Because she's prey, they will prey on her. They will seek her for their sexual pleasures. Her father, her uncles, her brothers, grandfather, cousins. Wow. And sometimes she isn't safe in a family full of women or the boy isn't safe in a family full of women or men. It goes on in so many different ways. But again, like I said, it's swept under the rug. And so this episode is really just dedicated to those who have been victimized, those girls, boys, men, women who have been sexually abused by those closest to them and it was never acknowledged. They were made to be silent about it. They were told not to tell anyone. They may have even been threatened about it. You know, they were told, oh, that's your father, that's your brother, you know, that's your mother. That's your grandpa. He didn't mean any harm. They didn't mean any harm. It's okay. You know, well, don't tell anyone because you don't want them to get in trouble. You don't want them to go to jail, right? Nah. 
wrong. I do. <laughs> you know, they use scare tactics like that to try to... How can you make the victim feel like a bad person for, you know, seeking help or seeking justice for the wrong that was done to them? It doesn't make any sense. But it happens. It happens every day in many situations, not just sexual abuse, in many situations. But in the black community, you know, we have those uncles that you know to stay away from. And a lot of times, not because anyone told you, but because you've seen him looking at you funny. Okay? You remember that hug that lasted a little bit too long. He rubbed your back a little bit, you know, too sensual. His eyes traveled and wandered in places that they definitely shouldn't have. So you knew to stay away. And you might have even said something to somebody. And they may have overlooked it. They may have just swept it under the rug. Oh, they ain't mean no harm. Oh, no, you know how he is. I think it's very sick and it's very um, just fucked up that children aren't protected the way they should be. And again, yeah, it happens in all cultures. We've seen the, we've heard, you know, the stories, you know, celebrities, they break out, you know, when they get to that breaking point, they can't take it anymore. They speak out about the abuse that they went through growing up from their father, their mother, family members, friends. We've seen the breaking headlines of families, you know, that were um, discovered locked up in chains and all types of stuff. Kids being sexually abused, deprived of nutrition and all of that craziness. We've seen it. So we know it happens in all cultures. I get it. Um, and it's very, very, very just, like I said, it's very disturbing. I hate it. I really hate it because I've seen it so many times. And um, like I said, I was really surprised that, and this is when I was way younger. Um, when I was like in my early 20s, I guess, I was talking to someone. Um, and it was like, yeah, you know, I've met a lot of, and this was a guy, he was saying, you know how, yeah, I met a lot of girls who, you know, said that they was raped or they were sexually abused. And I was like, for real? I didn't know it was so, you know, prominent. I didn't know it happened that much. I was so green to it, you know? But now as an adult, a full grown adult, yeah, it happens a lot. I can only imagine, I haven't done the statistics, but I can only imagine one out of two women, yeah, one out of two, is is that, um, is that wild? One out of two women, I bet, have been sexually assaulted in some way, shape, form, or fashion. But the question is, what do we do about it? What's done about it? How can we stop it from being hidden? How can we keep people protected? How can we um, 
hold people accountable for their mistakes. Well, not, excuse me, not mistakes, for their bullshit. Crimes, basically. It's a whole crime. How? And so if it's a child, the child pretty much has to do what the adults say, right? So if you go and tell someone, if the child tells someone, you know, and the person who they tell isn't interested in having the person prosecuted, you know, the child can't do anything. Something that the child is basically is trauma that the child is going to have to hold on to. And then when they get older and wiser and able, you know, they can speak out. They can put the spotlight on the person who hurt them and even on the people who refuse to help them. So, yeah, so for those who have been through or even maybe going through right now, you're not by yourself. It's plenty of people out there who have been through the same. So don't feel alone. And if you feel hopeless and helpless, like, you know, who's going to help me? Who can I tell? Hey, what's done in the dark will always come to the light. And sometimes it has to be us to shine that light. Pretty much. Yeah, um, I'm having a silent moment because I'm just reflecting because I know that it happens so often. And to just think about feeling desolate, to going through something so traumatizing and going to someone for help and they're telling you, you know, oh, it'll be all right. They ain't mean no harm, you know. Don't tell. <laughs> you don't want them to get in trouble. You know, they're going to go to jail if you tell. Like, you can't do that. You have to make people um, accountable for their crimes. It's not a mistake. It's a whole crime. An explicit crime, a vulgar, a, it's a soul snatcher. People really need to understand that um, when you violate a person in that manner, you really take away their innocence. You can take the very light that shines in their eyes. You can take that away from them by that one act. that one app because it holds so much weight okay and people don't understand that the predator is just that they're there to get their fix it's like a vampire they need that blood they come and suck your blood drain your energy you deplete it and they feeling wonderful so when that predator comes to violate you in that manner it depletes you. It leaves you broken. It leaves you desolate. Just how Tamar felt. And it's easily taken, but it's not easily restored. Some people go through life dead. 
they never get that light back because they didn't know how or they didn't have the strength to. They were surrounded by, you know, people who wouldn't help them. They didn't know how to even begin to get that light back. And then some people, they fighters, you know, they're fighters and they did the healing, you know. It wasn't anyone around to help them, but they they fought to help themselves because they refused to be a victim. They refused to be broken. And so it's never too late. It could have happened to you 20 years ago and you could still be feeling broken and, and you know, destroyed by it and desolate. But it's always hope. It's always light. It's always light. You just got to find it. So, I want to hear, you know, y'all's experiences, if you care to share. I know it's a very touchy topic. It could be very triggering. A lot of times things happen to us and we sweep it under the rug also. You know, when people make us sweep things under the rug, we feel like, okay, fuck it. I might as well sweep it under the rug myself, you know. And we never, like, heal from it because we don't tackle it. We don't address it. So I know, you know, sometimes even hearing hearing about things that you swept away is triggering and it makes you relive it all over again but it needs to be relived because you have to purge that you got to get that out of your system you got to heal from it and so not only the black community every community like each and every family each and every household that's hiding secrets like this the rug needs to be pulled from under them. The spotlight needs to be shown on them. And people need to be held accountable because it's time. It's time for the bullshit to stop. Somebody got to do it. Somebody has to stand up. So why not you? Why not you? Forget any backlash Forget anybody who's going to be upset that you called out Uncle Charles. Girl, Uncle Charles, 80 years old. He did that 40 years ago. Okay, get over it. No, bitch. (laughs) We about to get on top of it, okay? I'm going to get over it, all right? I'm going to stand over it. And we about to get to the bottom of it. Because, yeah, things need to be addressed. It always starts with you because trust me, when you raise your hand, it's going to cause other people to raise theirs because they going to look around. They going to see you raising your hand and it makes them, it, it gives them the comfort. It gives them that drive to raise their hand. And once they raise theirs, somebody else will raise theirs and so on and so forth. And before you know it, you're surrounded by a multitude of people who can relate 
to the bullshit, to the pain, to the agony, to the chaos. And this, that's when shit starts to happen. You know, that's when, when, um, the exposure comes. You know what I'm saying? It's strength in numbers, right? So, yeah. You make your noise, you sound off your cry, and somebody else gonna recognize it. It's just like the birds. You hear the birds put out that little noise, or any animal, they put out that call, and whatever other animal is of the same species, they hear that call, and they respond, and then you will hear another one, and before you you know it, it's a whole um, symphony. It's a whole chorus of this noise, you know, and that's what it is. So don't be afraid to do that. Start that movement. You know, it was just like the me too. Like, Hey, one person came forward. Many others came forward and look where Harvey Weinstein as is now behind the bars tucked away. And it's many more. It's many more. And so I just encourage you to sound off. Sound the fuck off, okay? What did I say in my trailer? If you listen to my trailer, I said pissed off. We gonna sound a motherfucking alarm. Yeah. We sounding the alarm on all the bullshit. I want to light that fire under your ass right now. I don't care how defeated you feel, how weak you feel, how sad you feel. And this goes for anything. I ain't even talking about sexual abuse right now. This goes for anything, like whatever it is. Get on top of it. Fuck getting over it. Somebody tell you to get over some shit? Nah, I'm getting on top of this shit, okay? Ain't no getting over nothing. I'm getting on top of it. I'm going to handle it. That's what I need you to do. That's what I encourage you to do. Because your mental health is wealth. It's very important. And ain't nobody responsible for it but you. So, to all my um, warriors out there, don't consider yourself victims. You've been sexually abused, raped in any way, shape, form. You know, preyed upon by those who are closest to you or even strangers regardless don't feel like a victim that's what they want you to do see predators they love to know that they stole your light you know what i'm saying they love it they love it they love to see it they love to see that deadness in your eyes they love to see that they took away your smile, your joy, your happiness. They love to see that. But when they see that you got that spark back, oh shit. They better know they in trouble. They better know you back, you alive in this bitch. 
and it's about to get dangerous okay it's about to get really exciting because you got that fire back and you ready to kick some ass so don't let them win don't let them win you might have been down for a minute but you back now. I want you to rise up. Be that phoenix. Rise up out of them ashes. When that phoenix rises up, that phoenix is not, you know, looking all burned and, and fucked up. Nah, that phoenix is coming through glowing, blazing, better than it's ever been. Yeah. That's how that phoenix coming through. <laughs> you don't see that phoenix emerging from the ashes broken and fucked up wings broken feathers burnt up and singed nah <laughs> the phoenix don't look like that that phoenix come through in all glory okay beautiful shining gorgeous like you never seen it before so yeah imagine that and do that Do that. So here's to Tamar and every single woman, man, girl, and boy who have been in that position, who have been hurt, abused, misused, and was told to get over it. was told to not take it personal cheers to y'all actually cheers to us because we ain't having that shit we not gonna be broken and we gonna call it out when it happens it don't matter how old because it ain't no statute of limitations on exposure you know what i'm saying it ain't no statute of limitations on that shit they might can't get locked up for it now because it happened so long ago but damn it you can be exposed and you can still get your ass whooped if need be okay So I want y'all to take y'all power back and just know that y'all are not alone. Don't hold your head down. Hold that head up. Don't be broken. Put them pieces back together. Put them pieces back together. Got a life to live. It's beautiful days ahead. And just know, again, like I just said, you're not alone. It's a multitude of us out here. A multitude. May we connect right now in this moment. May we connect right now in this moment through our energy, through our hearts, through our spirits. It's going to be okay. And so want to end this on a positive note i encourage y'all to just love yourselves don't victimize yourself know that you are a warrior if you got to tell yourself that a million times a day do so because you are and push through all the chaos 
push through all the chaos. So to all my warriors out there, I salute y'all. And I hope that you all have been encouraged to stand up and stand over that shit. Get on top of that shit. I appreciate y'all for listening. And I'll be back. I'll catch y'all next time on Relatable Enigma.